turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. KDOW. Streaming now on iHeart.com and the Odyssey app. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. A lot going on. We do the show Rob Black and your money kind of as a day-to-day look at Wall Street and the news that you can use to hopefully get you to retirement. One of the things we'd like to start with is taking a look at yesterday. For the most part, yesterday went according to plan. What's that mean? Because I'd like to know the plan. And I've got some pretty cool insights for you today on Bitcoin and meme stocks. Something big has happened in both, and I figured it out. So I'm going to share that with you as the show goes on. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You can always email me as well, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Yesterday, going to script, the S&P 500 ran higher off the open, and then it was met with resistance. Met with resistance. We're trying to get into new all-time highs. That an all-time high? Think 1970s pop song. And then that's when resistance kind of kicks in and says, now, now, it's my favorite thing to do to my spouse is when she says, hey, you want me to buy you a shirt? I'm like, now. And that's my way of saying a little bit more than no. Like, no, thank you. It's more like, no, you always buy the wrong size. It doesn't fit me. We have to return it. It's wasting gas. It's wasting time. And it's wasting money. I know you're saying, how does your spouse not know your size? Is it like the same one you still have on? doesn't quite work like that. Um, positive bias. Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Facebook, Tesla, that positive bias right there, right there, should be enough to get us into all-time highs today. Will it or won't it? 
NASDAQ's higher, but the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average, not so much. And we're looking for the S&P 500 to crack the egg of a new all-time high. There is no big news out there today. Well, there is some, but it's in Bitcoin. Bitcoin got hacked. It's not supposed to be able to get hacked. So if you right now have a million dollars in Bitcoin, you should be pooping your pants. You should be peeing your pants. You should be calling uh, DoorDash. Hey, DoorDash, can you bring me some Depends undergarments? The 10-year treasury, it's not looking good today. It's telling me that the economic data that has come out, we don't like. We're going towards 1.5. We've been playing with 1.6 and establishing it as the beachfront. Now we're retreating a little bit. You could say it's part of a trading range for sure. The question is, does it trade? Does it hold the lower end of that range? As that number moves lower, it shows you that there's more fear that the economy is going to heck in a handbasket. Why? I don't know. Um, it could be that the G7 ministers say they're committed to um, that global minimum tax. Um, and they say they're committed to going forward with or without situations like Congress approving or not approving. There's obviously rumblings, rumbling, stumbling, bumbling, and fears of inflation. Hmm. Got a little bit of headache. Just notice that. Um, watch I die of like brain cancer tomorrow. You'll be like, wow, that was fast. So there's a strong contention out there that inflation is transitory. I talked with a market expert yesterday that I'm going to try to get on air as an interview maybe Wednesday through Friday of this week. Uh-oh, professional interviews coming on. What's going on? Southwest Danger, Airlines. Bill Robinson. Danger. That's right. Southwest Airlines has increased the number of 737 MAX planes it's ordering from Boeing. It's starting to look like Boeing had some problems with two airlines crashing. I know that's more than a problem, right? And then getting recertified that that software inside the plane, which led to the cause of the f uh, crashes, was properly fixed. And then the pandemic hit, so they really got a one-two whammy. But we're hearing from American Airlines, they're asking employees this summer, corporate employees, to go to work at airports and help with baggage and other things. Demand's back, baby. Target got upgraded to buy from neutral. Jeffrey's got upgraded. Uh, Jeffrey's upgraded Delta to buy. So Target is a play on reopening retail, maybe buying clothes for back to school versus back to Zoom school, maybe buying clothes for back to work versus back to Zoom work. That's the idea. Stitch Fix had some positive response to its earnings. I don't get it. Um, and that's what did I leave well enough alone. If I don't get it, I don't buy it. Um, I don't understand buying and renting clothes that's delivered to your home. But okay, I do. I get groceries. Oh, and for the record, let's see if I want to talk about this. Um, I'll talk about it next segment. I want to flesh out it a little bit more in, during the commercials. The economic news that was slightly negative today, the April trade balance report. How much are we bringing in from other countries? How much are we sending out? 
We know that we as Americans consume other countries' goods more so than they consume ours. Sometimes you have a Republican or Democrat president. They like that or they don't like that. In theory, like, I'll scratch your back if you scratch my back. Have you ever been with a loved one and like, let's do massages tonight. And your spouse is on to you and she's like, you do me first. Because I don't know if you're going to waltz on me. (laughs) No, 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 not like that. Just, you know, well, okay, maybe that's one of my tricks to get it to lead somewhere. But I'm off topic. Uh, The key takeaway from the report on the April trade balance is that supply shortages are screwing up the world. They're weighing on exports. They're weighing on imports. If we can't get our automotive vehicle parts made in Japan, it's a problem. Parts, engines. um, So it was a little bit on the lumpy side, but the trade deficit narrowed. And you might remember, and I don't know if you remember, some of you love the Trump years, some of you hate the Trump years and want to forget them. But you might remember early on in the Trump campaign slash first year, He was really pushing for China to be a better trade partner, more even Stephen. It never happened, and it actually got worse, Um, if you're looking at it from that perspective. I myself look at the United States' wealth, our affluence, and I look at the rest of the world and say, maybe we should be buying some more of their goods than they buy of ours. But China don't play that game. <laughs> Homie don't play that game. One of the greatest skits of all time. Um, stocks trade mostly higher. I guess that's the news of the day. It's early, though. We're in the first hour of trading. Biogen did get approval for the Alzheimer's drug. But one big key thing on it is we also saw pricing. And it ain't cheap to keep mom or grandma from losing their mind and how their brain operates and functions. 60 plus thousand dollars. Most scientists I looked at said it's a miracle breakthrough. A couple said we doubt it's as good as they say. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Take a look at how the market's playing off its open. Bitcoin's down 12% today. And I think that could become a problem for Bitcoin holders if the story is what's causing it to go down, basically flushes out or fleshes out, depending on how you want to say either term. Bitcoin sliding after the United States seized most of Colonial Pipeline ransom. This is a big win for the FBI, for the U.S. Cyber Security Task Force. Colonial Pipeline gave the terrorists Bitcoin. The FBI took them back. 
It's not supposed to happen that easily. Bitcoin's price slipped. It's thought that the cryptocurrency was super secure, and now the concerns over security bring up question marks. After U.S. officials managed to recover most of the ransom paid to hackers that targeted Colonial Pipeline. Court documents said investigators were able to access the password for one of the hackers' Bitcoin wallets. The money was recovered by a recently launched task force in Washington, created as part of the government's response to cyber attacks. If you take out the security and you tell someone you can have your whole life's fortune stolen with a password, um, A, you're going to need a lot of rec- – uh, well, A, the security flaw is gone, and B, you're going to have to start asking for a lot of regulation from your government to protect you from outside sources that could steal your money. Um, so you're either inviting in more regulation, which you probably don't want if you're a Bitcoin bull, and or, um, what do you mean I just lost all my money? I thought I couldn't lose any of my money. I thought it was unhackable. Crypto media outlet Decrypt reported there were unfounded rumors that the attacker's Bitcoin wallet had been hacked, which is an unlikely scenario. Darkside, the evil company that held Colonial Pipeline and the United States gasoline users, ultimately hostage, reported they received 90 million in Bitcoin ransomware payments before shutting down. They operated so-called ransomware as a service business. It's all just nuts. Um, then on top of it, if the security issue isn't a big enough concern for Bitcoin bulls, then you get Elon Musk, Tesla, and we don't know what's going on there. Fears of a regulatory clampdown from Elon Musk is kind of weighing things down. Chinese authorities last week said they called for a crackdown on crypto mining and trading. China once was a big player in the Bitcoin market. Now they've moved to stamp out speculative investments in cryptocurrencies, banning a fundraising method known as initial coin offerings which is what brought us Dogecoin. So Elon Musk has gone from in love with Bitcoin to seemingly falling out of love with Bitcoin. Reminds me of a high school crush that I might have had on a cheerleader. And then I see her walking down hand in hand with a uh, starting quarterback. And I was like, ah, it's over. Crush is over. If she likes that meathead, I'm out. But yesterday, we also had some crazy stuff. In Miami, there's an event going on, biggest Bitcoin event in history, where you had people like Jack Dorsey talk. You had the El Salvadorian president, Nayib Bukele, announcing his plans for the country to accept Bitcoin as legal tenure. There is a lot to like about Bitcoin. There is a lot not to trust about Bitcoin. Um. For people who never get out of New York or the United States of America, you really don't get how messed up other countries' currencies are compared to the dollar. You may take the dollar for granted. This is a, a bullish case for Bitcoin. When I was in Portugal, I had to exchange um, dollars for – I didn't know how to say the name, so I called them – they're called escuelos. This is before the euro. But I call them excuses because you got like a million escuelos or excuses for like $100. It was a currency translation that didn't make any damn sense to me. I'm like, what do you mean a cup of coffee is 2.4 million escuelos? I've never spent so many escuelos in my whole life. 
And they're like, that's uh, $4. Oh, okay. So for other countries, you don't understand how uh, – we don't understand in America how corrupt Nigeria is or Ghana is and how people struggle with their government not to take their money. How if you go to India, the corruption in the banking system is high. This is messed up. Uh, the United States, we give away millions, no, no, billions of dollars of aid every year. And a digital currency where you give it to the person, it's theirs and it can't be hacked is pretty sweet. If someone works for their money, it, it can't be devalued. That's pretty sweet. And it happens all the time in developing countries. So there are some things really to like about it. A native currency for the world, um, born through the internet, doesn't sound great to me. Um, another thing that it doesn't sound great to me is when we're talking about countries like Ghana, Nigeria, and India who would all benefit from a more stable currency. And if you want to like study this on your own, look, go Google history of currency devaluations. It's boring content, not suitable for radio, but you'll learn like there is a need for this. Now, what I don't like a lot now, again, I, on one hand, I like the, uh, it's an even playing field for Nigeria, for the people in Ghana who work hard. On the other hand, I'll say, I don't like that a lot of American entrepreneurs are looking at it as the gold rush and they're there before everyone else loading up on millions so that they can make billions, loading up on billions so they can make trillions. But to get a currency that can be traded any single point on the planet is pretty incredible. And it enables us to think about we should push forward with this concept, but are we there yet? So Bitcoin security getting hacked, whatever the, whatever the FBI did, it probably freaked out the world of Bitcoin investors and, and terrorists. Is there some tracing mechanism that we don't know about? We'll know in the coming days and weeks. There's enough money involved here that people are freaked out. Um, I just read the book, The Color of Money, Black Banks and the Racial Wealth Gap. Highly, highly recommend heartbreaking journalism. A deep accounting on how America got at a point where a median white family had 13 times more wealth than median black family. If you don't see color differences in America, you're not looking. The Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863. The black community owned less than 1% of the total wealth in America. More than 150 years later, that hasn't changed. If that doesn't tell you that odds are stacked against you based on your color of skin, I don't know what will. Black capitalism has not improved the economic lives of black people. Why? Read the book. You'll love it. Uh, if you like money, find me online at robblackshow.com. The author of that book is Coates, C-O-A-T-E-S. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Next 
Stick with me for a minute on this one. Remember how I just ended that last segment telling you that I don't like how American entrepreneurs are loading up on Bitcoin, trying to sell it to the world as a global currency for all, even the poor, the wealthy, the rich, the tall, the short, the dark, the colorless, the opaque opaque people. I don't like how they're loading up on it. And then we're going to sell this great idea and then we're going to say, okay, we're going to come up with another great idea to sell to you and make more money than you're going to make. It seems like a 21st century problem, but that got me to thinking that basic ruse. What's up with meme stocks? And yesterday on the six o'clock hour, I did a whole segment dedicated to my friend, Sarah, who sent me an email where all she seems to be asking, she's 40 years old. She's saved almost no money. She's got a single, uh, she's a single mother with a daughter. And she's trying to hit home runs to catch up because she's now seen you can make money by doing what Rob Black, who she used to date, did. But she's confusing what I do with what her friends are doing. She wasn't always the brightest, but she was the sweetest. So she's thinking about Bitcoin and AMC stocks. And I was a little bit, how shall we say, not pissed off. But I was like, dang, girl, you stupid. And the more I thought about it, maybe she's not. Maybe it's her generation of people who lived in the moment, didn't save in their 20s, starting to realize that 401ks and ETFs and indexes aren't going to work for her. So she'll create her own way of scamming the system. I don't think 401ks and ETFs are scamming the system. But I do think hedge funds scam the system with Barron's and with uh, – CNBC, whenever I see a hedge fund manager on CNBC, I go, dang, I hate this. He's here to say something negative about a company that he's shorting. He's here to say something positive about a company he's buying. So CNBC's giving him this PR platform, and it pisses me the freak off because it's not fair. If I was short XYZ.com and I got to go on in front of 2 million viewers all with money, and say, uh, I think this company is is close to fraudulent. It may go to zero. That's exactly what Bill Ackman did. He got into a big fight with another billionaire, Carl Icahn, on whether Herbalife was a legit business or not. And Ackman published like a 500-page essay on why Herbalife was a pyramid scheme. And he gets on CNBC and he says this and everyone goes, pyramid scheme sounds bad. I should sell it. I don't care about Herbalife. I don't care about the business of selling protein shakes and getting your friends to sell protein shakes or drink protein shakes. And if they get friends to do it, then you make money off their making money. I don't care. But I don't think Bill Ackman and Carl Icahn should have airwaves like CNBC, which are considered public airwaves, to go out there and enrich themselves by either pumping or slamming a company. And that's all Reddit is. That's all what's going on. Wall Street Bets has 10 million participants, like my friend Sarah, the 40-year-old single mother who has no, not even two dimes to rub to her name. It's just the hedge fund, instead of being one person with a billion dollars, it's 10 million people with a billion dollars, collectively. And, they're, and instead of going to CNBC... They're going to Reddit. So the infamous chat room 
the infamous, the more than famous. I'm infamous. I'm more than famous. If anyone can name that movie, I'd give you not a Bitcoin, but maybe a dollar. I'm infamous, which means infamous, more than famous. Not quite. (laughs) Means you're a bad guy. But the infamous chat room has been all over AMC Entertainment in the past week as traders piled into shares and called for options in the movie theater chain and drove the stock up more than 110% in June. Now there's a short squeeze playing out on Clover Health, and it's not that hard to find companies that their business is anemic and declining and are heavily shorted by people on Wall Street. Sometimes like Carl Icahn. And the Redditors are saying, ha ha, Carl Icahn, we're going to beat you at your own game. You go on CNBC and say AMC stinks. We're going to go on AMC. No, we, we're not going to go on AMC. We're going to buy AMC, get on Reddit and tell everyone buy it. We don't care if it has a good business or not. We're going to beat you, Carl Icahn. And that's kind of what's going on. Until it doesn't. Until enough people get burned in the process that the professional was right that the business is in decline. And a whole lot of people are left holding the bag. And it's, it's literally, um, what is it, the cakewalk? Cakewalks were one of my favorite things growing up as a kid. Whenever you went to, like, school fairs or what have you, you'd walk around the circle and you'd have to try to get that last chair. And in the world of Wall Street bets, that last chair could be, I bought it at 100 oh, I sold it at 100. Now you're selling it at 90. Oh, next guy's selling it at 80. Next guy's selling it at 70. Because the business stinks at AMC. I'm not saying that they can't use all the money that they're raising right now as a bridge to the next business model for AMC movie theaters. I'm saying the money that they have will probably buy them time, not a bridge, but buy them time to build maybe a pier. And they can start building boats to get to the cross, the, 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 the chasm of their business in decline. So the two new heavily shorted stocks are Wendy's and Clover Health. And guess what? They're up double digits today. And guess who's pumping it? That's right. Reddit's Wall Street bets. Clover Health is a Medicare insurance startup that went public through a SPAC. It's up 41% today. It was up 30% yesterday. Wendy's stock climbed more than 18% on no apparent reason other than it's been posted on Reddit's Wall Street bets. I feel it's my duty to you. It's later today. Go log on to Wall Street Bets at Reddit and become user 10 million and one. Not because it's good investment advice, but, but it keeps me aware of what's going on in Wall Street and why. Retail traders on Reddit are telling others to do that big short. Try to push the squeeze out of the short sellers who see the business in decline as an opportunity to say, ha ha, screw you, you, here's my middle finger. You think you're right, Mr. Money? Mr. Billionaire? The power of 10 million is more powerful than the power of $1 billion or one man with a billion. That's the idea. I'm getting ramped up, fired up today, and I need to calm down before I have a heart attack. Shall I bore you with Apple? Apple's encroaching on Facebook big time with what they announced yesterday at the World Web Developers Conference. So after I get off the call with you on the radio show, I did my little TV show spot, and then I fired up the virtual 21st century Tim Cook talking magic. Magical. 
Apple's preparing for the post-pandemic life with a lot of their software tools that they created during the pandemic. FaceTime is getting updates and good. Video calls will get screen sharing capabilities, integrations with other apps like social media. CRISPR audio. Users will also be able to schedule and send links to FaceTime calls, even to their Android friends. This is a shot at Facebook. Stay with me, okay? To help you stay on task from 9 to 5, Apple's going to let users batch notifications and order them by priority, like work, home, sleep. They're tinkering. To bolster its reputation as Cyclone Valley's privacy leader, Apple's adding on a device speech processing for Siri, extra private browsing on Safari, extra private browsing on Safari, and the ability to disable tracking pixels in email. A tracking pixel would be something like if I send you an email and I see that you received it and then I see that you opened it, I can now call your bluff. Oh, you didn't see the email? Why does my receipt say that you saw the email? Once was a kind of a cool feature of Apple is now like, that's not cool. We want more privacy. Very fascinating out of the World Web Developers Conference on Apple is you can now upload your ID to your Apple wallet and use it for TSA screening so you don't have to pull out your your card. Now, your ID card, your uh, driver's license. That was one of the selling points of Apple Pay. Use your phone to pay. You don't have to unbelievably reach all the way back, all the way back in your back pocket and pull out your wallet or dig deep, deep, deep into your purse and find said card. And I'll be honest with you, it is a cool feature. It is something that you use more and more. Now to put our our, uh, ID into it, I'm okay with that. Unlocking your car or front door from an iPhone, fancier maps. These were some of the other updates that Apple introduced yesterday. You can now create what are called trusted contacts in case your phone gets stolen. That will your trusted contacts, like for me, it would be my producer. He's my man. He's got my back. We work together. He keeps me on air. He will become a trusted contact. And if I lose my phone and I need to get back on iCloud, if I forgot my password, my password changed, something bad happened, he can help me get it back on. He can help. He can have them send the password to him. That's right, Jack. There's just these little tinkerings. Zuckerberg knows Apple is a major competitor. Some of the new social features in iOS 15 are coming out before Facebook can respond. iPhone users will be able to hold FaceTime video calls with Android users and Windows users for the first time. You'll be able to watch TV together, listen to music together, share your screen together. These are all social things people do. Watch out, Facebook. Apple's got you in their sights. Watch out, Apple. Facebook's going to fight back. I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
commercials on the radio or television. You're like, it sounds good, it sounds good. And then one second later, you're like, eh, I'm not going to do it. ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat at unbeatable prices. You can get free bacon for life. And I'm like, free bacon for life? Eh, I'll just pay for my bacon is how I, I, I hear that commercial in my head. But I digress. Um, so the Apple versus Facebook thing, I wanted to end with one last thought. Apple wants FaceTime to compete FaceTime and iMessage to compete with Facebook and Instagram. iMessage really going head to head with Instagram, but without all the bloat and other features that face that Instagram has. And they're trying to set FaceTime up to be work with all the platforms. Google, we're looking at you. Um, but to make it kind of like a Facebook light type of world where you can schedule uh, phone calls with your friends. You can watch movies with your friends. It's going to be interesting to see Facebook fight it out with Apple on who's right. You might remember last year that Facebook got into the fight between Epic and Apple and said, yeah, Apple's charging way too much. And they don't really have any skin in the game, but they don't like each other. Um, there's so many ways to think about Wall Street and how to make money investing over time. This is a show kind of dedicated to individual stocks at times, individual company stories. If you hear a show like a CFP, Chad Burton, he'll talk more indexes instead of the story stocks that I talk about. Um, you know, we're all going to be traveling this year. That's the story. We're reopening. We're flying. We're going on vacation. You don't have to say Hilton is your investment. You don't have to say Southwest is your investment. You can say, I'm going to go find a company that does luggage. Because as we travel, there you go. We need things to put our skimpy little bikinis. And I know you're thinking of me in a, a little skinny bikini and thinking, oh, no, 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 Rob, no. Um, that's right. Fair enough. So there's ways of thinking about things that are a little off target. Again, with offices reopening, you could think about business productivity. You could think about the work clothes. Or you could think about now is the time to short Zoom. I'm not telling you that. But last year when the pandemic hit, we bought a lot of computers from Best Buy. We should be pretty full on computers. This year, as people come back to the office... You're going to see corporations have to you know, redesign where computers are laid out and what they look like. People are rage quitting because they don't want to go back to work. Rage quitting is a term right now. I'll hit that in just a second, but before I forget, uh, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco said today, we turned the tables on dark side. When they clawed back the majority of the $4.4 million in cryptocurrency that Colonial Pipeline paid to the criminal group Darkside. Something I like about that. That just has summer blockbuster movie appeal to do it. Today, the aliens have come bringing a fight to us. We need to rise against the aliens and bring the fight to them. We are the last hope for humanity. Okay, maybe not that. That's right. 
but it kind of feels dramatic in my little world. And again, my little world is heavily influenced by Wall Street, is it not? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's take a look at what's working and what's not working today on Wall Street. Mixed performance at the um, stock market level. You're seeing the S&P and Dow not really go higher, not really go much lower. But you see the NASDAQ and the Russell 2000, small cap American companies, do their thing. Now, the Russell 2000 can be influenced, believe it or not, by game names like AMC and GameStop. Not only are they shorted companies where people are betting that they go out of business, their business is in decline, but they're also small and they're easier to move. And that's why the Wall Street Edits group has, has latched onto them. You can't do that to Apple. If you get 10 million or 100 million people on Reddit and say, oh, we don't like this stock, and they all say it together, it's not going to go down 50, 60, 70% or go up 1,400%. So AMC is up another 6.9% today. GameStop up 17.1%. A new name to add to your list, Wendy's up 14.7% because it's a small company. And you get enough people say, man, I really love that new Baconator. If they don't make the Baconator, forgive me. It could be Burger King, and I don't care. But you get the idea. Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Workers are rage quitting. I want to get back to that ever so quickly because I just love that. Rage quitting as a tightening labor market forces employers to take note of unfavorable conditions and oftentimes low pay. You're seeing the fast food industry put up signs of $18 an hour, $19 an hour, $20 an hour, $500 bonus to sign up, $500 bonus if you refer a friend. The waning days of the U.S. coronavirus outbreak have prompted plenty of work-related reflection. And because of that, it's the advent of rage quitting, which is a positive thing for the employees as they look for better wages and better working conditions. It could be something that ultimately acts out against them. Um, in a good economy, you go to your manager and say, I am unhappy. In a bad economy, you go up to your employer and say, I'm not going to take this anymore. He comes up to you and says, you're fired. In a bad economy that's improving, suddenly you have the leverage when you go up to your manager. I want to write, raise, or otherwise I'm going to go look for another job. I want to word it quite like that, but we're seeing the rise of the workers right now. It's a big story. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Hey. 